Welcome to Assistant Coaching. We are your assistant coaches, Eric the Bookie Ellis, Storm Diesel Dodd, I'm Scott Even, Money Bets. All right, we're going to go right into some uh, NFL news. I uh, was reading an article, and there's a rumor going around that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to try to pursue uh, Rob Gronkowski. I think it's a pretty good news story and an otherwise slow uh, time for the media. I can't imagine he'd come back, but, you know, in all reality, he's probably in great shape. He's probably, you know, he, maybe he's itching to come back. And where else would he go but with his buddy Tom Brady? That's exactly right. Yeah, we uh, we just saw him not too long ago. He was uh, he was part of the Masked Singer, so we saw him get revealed on that show, and uh, he looked good. He looked like he had been, uh, you know, staying in shape as you would expect. And um, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe primed and ready for a comeback. And he's not going to play with anybody but Brady, so it'll be interesting. But like, I I feel like it's more uh, all smoke and mirrors too, Scott. I don't think it's much of a yeah, you know, he, actuality. He he came out of a incredible franchise or a dynasty uh, when they had an opportunity, maybe better than anyone, to win a couple Super Bowls. So for him to jump back in the pot uh, with a mediocre Tampa Bay team just wouldn't make much sense to me. But we've seen crazier things happen. That's true. It didn't make didn't make much sense for Brady to go there. So who knows? What's your take on Gronk, Stormy? Well, I read the article. They, they uh, pretty much kind of squashed it, but they didn't say no. I mean, I could see him pursuing him, but, uh, like, he just signed with the WWE. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Where he, uh, and he die. just won a title belt with them. So, I mean, I don't think he's leaving the WWE because that's, like, a dream job for him. Really? Well, he's a party boy. It's crazy. The next Ric Flair, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys think Grant parties? No. I don't know. I think he Seems parties pretty straight a lot. Or he smokes a lot of marijuana. I think Grant's got it he all figured out. I think he's got it all figured out. Yeah. I do, too. He doesn't I mean, need he, to come back. He's, he's only 30, and he's the best tight end in football history. And now he's loaded, and he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The rest of his life. I think he kind of <laughs> – maybe he'll be back on Fox this year, but I think he kind of blew it. <laughs> was was he an analyst on Fox? He would yeah. be on – he would be on – yeah. I mean, he I don't remember more that. or less, he was on there every week with um, Strahan and the boys. And he just – you know, he seemed to be a little wild, a little out of control. I don't know if they'll have him back. <laughs> a little hard to handle. Right. He's not good morning American material like Mike Strahan. <laughs> no, he's no Mike Strahan. Yeah. All right. In other news, Brandon Cooks gets traded to the Texans from the Los Angeles Rams. Tell me a little more about this, Eric. <laughs> you know, I, again, I just kind of question everything that bill o'brien does we got into this last week but you're not you take deandre hopkins and replace him with somebody who's not as good who's been on four different teams the last five years and you traded a second rounder for him 
I mean, I guess it makes sense in the way that they needed somebody to take Hopkins' place, but now it's going to be like Deshaun Watson's going to have Randall Cobb and his, you know, however old he is, and he he's always injured, and Will Fuller, also always injured, and now Brandon Cooks, who I guess could be a number one. We'll see, but but I just I don't I don't know. I just don't get what the Texans are doing. Yeah, it just blows my mind. Like I know that they, him and Hopkins didn't get along, but why would you get rid of your like one of the best wide receivers in the game? Yeah, you gotta you gotta put it aside. Like, it's just hard. Every every move around. is like mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, it's, Deshaun Watson's such a crazy athlete, and he's got all these moving pieces around him. That's really the last thing he needs. He could use a solid foundation with some uh, veteran players around him and something to build on. And they're just right. shuffling, shuffling the cards, it seems like, every other week. Yeah, and they still don't have an offensive line to protect him. He's had the most sacks in the NFL since he's been in the league. It's just just ruining their franchise quarterback. That's saying something, too, because he moves well. He does. But, again, I don't I don't really get what the Rams are doing either. They're just – they're all over the place. Trade for Jalen Ramsey last year, and now they, they have to get rid of anybody, everybody because they can't afford anyone. <laughs> they shot their load for that Super Bowl team. They do, and teams get a sniff of it. They get close, and yep. it it's tough to ever get back there. And I think teams scramble to try. Right. Has the has the novelty kind of worn off on Sean McVay? You guys think he's the real deal, or just kind of a flash in the pan type coach? I think he's the real deal, but I think. The novelty on Jared Goff and the Rams is one off. <laughs> That's for sure. They just dished out, you know, they got rid of Gurley, and now what's McVay got to work with? Jared Goff. And a lot of unproven unproven young guys. I mean, Cooper Cup has been solid for them, and he'll probably be their number one, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it'll be the last time we hear about Sean McVay having success, even if it's down the road. Yeah, I think he's a pretty bright guy, and it won't be the last good football team he's in charge of. It's just going to be interesting to see because, like, he took the league by storm, and then everyone kind of adjusted to him, and they took the way the took away the play action from Goff, and he wasn't nearly as good. So it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts back, I guess, this year without as many weapons uh, as he's had in the past without Gurley and Cooks and. And those guys, but speaking of Jared Goff, I just have to mention Nick Foles. I think he's in the same league. Um, <laughs> kind of had his five minutes of fame. <laughs> he's got a good arm, but um, I don't, I don't think he'll ever have that star power again like he did. No, I think, I think the Bears might be the right fit for him though, because the only place he's ever succeeded is Philadelphia, where um, Peterson's the coach, and he worked with Andy Reid. And then Matt Nagy, coach of the Bears, also worked with Andy Reid when when actually when Foles was the backup in Kansas City. So I don't know. It could There could be some continuity there. That might be good for him. But I, I think he's got to beat out, you know, Mitch Trubisky for the job because Trubisky is just complete garbage. <laughs> I always liked him. I like Trubisky, but he makes you like regret every ever 
trying to defend him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he's always going to be compared because the Bears traded up to get him, and they passed mm-hmm. on Mahomes and Watson for him, which yep. that will never be lived down for as long as he lives. And call, call me crazy, but you have to look at the division too. You know, mm-hmm. four four of his games every year were either against Aaron Rodgers or the Minnesota Vikings. Right. And that you know, front line. So a quarter of his season is tough. It's a good point. Uh, now just a little more NFL news. Drew Brees signs with NBC Sports. After he's done playing football, he will go over there. So do you think this is his last season? Ooh. I hope not. I hope not. I'm a big Drew Brees fan. Me too. He's one of my he's one of my favorites to watch. Nevertheless, though, that's neat that he's going to stick around, and we'll probably see a lot of him, even when he's done. I always enjoy uh, Tony Romo. I, I, yeah, so do doing I. Doing games, it blew my mind when he called all those plays, and I, I think it was the Super Bowl or one of the championship games for the Patriots. Yeah, he called every play. It yeah, blew I don't, my mind. I don't have any questions about Tony Romo's football IQ. I think that just goes to show you how much a team matters. He seems like a bright guy, but you know he kind of he's always kind of running in place with the Cowboys. You just wonder what he could have done on a big, high-powered team where Jason Garrett wasn't his head coach. Ain't mm-hmm. isn't that the truth? <laughs> I, I just think it's mind-boggling going back to the Breeze thing. It's crazy to me how these guys have no experience in the booth and then they're literally signing deals with these networks before they're even done playing. Like that is crazy to me. Like we they have no idea how Breeze is gonna be as a personality or as an analyst on TV. Like, yeah, he's he's good in post game interviews and is articulate in that way, but can he can he sustain that for a whole broadcast? I mean, they, they have no way of knowing that. They I'm sure they that's, didn't yeah. audition him or whatever. So that's just crazy to me that he can just go literally straight from the from the field to the booth without even being done playing. I just couldn't believe that. I love Drew Brees. Maybe some of it it has to do with ratings. Um, yeah, that's a fair point. You know, they're they're competing with the other networks and they are I'm sure they're competing with each other to sign the biggest name that's out there. Even yeah. if he's still playing, even if he doesn't have a resume to give him. That's a great point. Like the the names, like ESPN wants Manning, CBS wanted Romo, you know, and now NBC is going to want Brees, and they're pairing him with Mike Tirico instead of Al Michaels. I like that. <laughs> Out with the old, in with the new. I like it. I'm a big Al Michaels fan, but <laughs> I do too. As well as Mike Tirico, I'm a fan of his as well. Dude, like it's kind of like you know you go back to like how do you know he'll be good in the booth like like Jason Witten. Oh, boy. That was a train wreck if there ever was one. <laughs> now he's really a Raiders. Like, what the hell? Yeah. You had to hurry up and get back on the football field. Yeah, yeah try to play make people forget about that. <laughs> so taking a little turn here, you know, we're all dealing with this COVID-19. We're staying in, you know. And I read an article, you know, Harbaugh for Michigan. He said he's getting ready. He's preparing for this season's football. So, I mean, that goes into this. How do you feel about no fans? Well, I think uh, I think it's a reality that we're going to have to deal with, unfortunately. I know that that um, baseball has already talked about 
coming back for for just games in Arizona with no fans playing at spring training facilities. Um, and they, they're talking about doing that in May, which seems kind of kind of ridiculous to me at this point, because considering we can't even you know go to the grocery store right now, uh, barely. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, I don't know. Like, I think I'm so desperate for any type of sport right now that I would watch it. Fans, no fans. I'm, I need sports back in my life, <laughs> to be quite honest. And, and I think that's where a lot of people are. Yeah. I think they'll, we would take what we could get right now. I wish the Masters would come back. Oh, oh, I wish the Masters would come back without fans forever. Yeah. <laughs> but I wish, you know, it's going to hurt a baseball. It's going to hurt, uh, you know, I can't imagine March Madness without any fans, but they had talked about it. It'll it'll be different and it'll be weird, but it'll fit the crazy last month that we've had. It's almost kind of like at this point that would just almost be normal, like because we've we've gotten so used to the craziness of the world we now live in. Like, what's what's sports with no fans? It's something we never seen before, but it fits in with the rest of what's going on. I don't mean to get philosophical, but I I think that bringing sports back even with no fans would do the the usa a lot of good people Most are definitely. cooped up i couldn't have said it better myself i think it's i think it's important for people's psyche it's like an escape you know they they use sports to get away from the realities of the world and politics and you know whatever negative stuff in there going on in their lives and and obviously this would this covid would count and and they don't have sport to, to escape to or at least that's how i feel and i feel like that's a lot of people's mentality of it too so and that's that's the truth a lot of people are covid19 kind of dominates every room that you're in exactly whether it's at work or whether it's at your you know at home or with your family that's what you talk about that's what's on the tv if the mlb came back with no fans and all of a sudden uh, you got teams battling for a playoff spot that would do us a lot of good thanks we so better too. get football i think we will get football i was watching espn the other day and they were talking about how the draft and free agency can all be done remotely over yeah. the phone you know when the full the regular season's a long way off if they had to scrap preseason they could we're definitely lucky that the nfl is in the future a little ways Right. Well, and this was a question that I heard like this past week was if if I could guarantee you football, but oh, it was only going to be 12 games in the fall, would you take it? And my answer yeah. is like, hell yeah. Why wouldn't you? You know, so I really hope that we get that on time. And even if it's not on time, I guess I just hope that we we do get it at some point. And uh, that that would just mean that I win our fantasy football league because I usually blow up in the last couple weeks. <laughs> Get me out of there quicker. <laughs> right. I'm interested to see how this upcoming draft goes when they're when these teams are doing it, like basically from home, like they're they can't be in their team facilities or anything. So they have to basically do a FaceTime draft, essentially. They said there'd be players attending or was that just virtually? Yeah, there's they're not holding it at a okay at a actual physical location. It's all just going to be done virtually. 
Roger Goodell will probably be happy because he won't get booed off stage. <laughs> he'll just he'll just mute his computer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> his family will probably still boo him because he sucks. Yeah, I, bet, I bet that guy doesn't sleep very well the night before that. He probably tells him, "Hey, can you guys boo me?" You know, yeah. so it feels like an NFL draft. <laughs> just, just I I need to get in the zone. I need somebody yeah. to boo me. This doesn't feel right. <laughs> Now, I heard Scotty, he brought up the Masters, and today I was sitting at my dad's, and they did a whole Masters commercial, and I was just like, I need golf. The Masters is my favorite to watch. I don't know, Tiger said he was healthy. It would have been cool to see him make another run. He's played some good golf this year. He's had a, you know, he's been in the top 30 a lot. Uh, A handful of times he's been in the top 30 recently so i think he was healthy and he was playing good golf and that's easy to say because it's not happening but mm-hmm. he was definitely a contender this year i have something written down here like what was your your guys's main reason for playing golf well when I, I think i was about eight years old my dad just started taking us out to the golf course on like a sunday evening and we'd be just about the only ones out there and i'd you know start knocking the ball around and got to the point where I could go play by myself and it was just my favorite pastime. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for people who never got into it because there's nothing like it. You go out there and you're out in the middle of a farm field, usually got some beer in the back and <laughs> it's just the best, best way to spend three, four hours every week. I don't know about you guys, but I play golf to get blasted on a fifth of crown. <laughs> Oh, we know. Yeah, we we do yeah. know. Seen that, seen that in action. No, I I love the game, and I and I'm not very good at it, but I there's nothing like a summer evening on a golf course, and nope. that's that's my favorite time. Like in, like during the evening, like you said, Scott, nobody's out there, or you know, very few people out there, and it's just it's just peaceful. It's just you know, just serene. I just I really enjoy it. And, and, um, I really didn't start enjoying it until maybe three, four years ago. I used to hate playing golf because it, because I was just so bad at it and I hated being bad at it. But when you, when you learn to just kind of have fun with it and taking it a little less seriously, it's a great game and my, probably my favorite summer activity now. There's nothing like golf. And I think there's a reason that mainly golfers are the ones who watch tournaments like the Masters. Because only someone who plays the sport can understand how incredible those guys are. True. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, Tiger went through all that BS a decade ago. The golfers don't care, you know, what's right or wrong. It doesn't matter. Tiger is the most dominant golfer to ever play. And he definitely means a lot to anyone who plays golf. He's fun to watch and it's difficult to wrap your mind around how good those players are. Like, I don't know how you felt last year when he won it. Like, I had goosebumps. I was thinking about that last night because I was watching a Masters Rewind from 2005. And I was, I stood up the last two holes. I was right in front of the TV. <laughs> my my wife was probably thinking, man, what's wrong with him? But same thing, it was kind of. It didn't seem real. You didn't think that day would ever come, and it did. And it was, 
incredible. Storm, why do you play golf? You never answer that question. <laughs> well, my dad also, he's like, one day he's like, we're going golf. I just kept going and going. And then, like, this sounds kind of corny, but then, you know, the one time I watched uh, Tiger in that, I think it was the Masters when he chipped that one shot in. Yeah. And I was like, I love golf. <laughs> I was like, I need to play amazing golf. And that's when I started taking it more serious. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just a fun sport. You go out there and it's all like, how am I going to swing at this ball? How am I going to do this? It just blows my mind how some people think they can just pick it up and just go. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a tough sport and you definitely have to take it with a grain of salt. I struggle with that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just like, I mean, how many, how many sports can you go out and, you know, just be by yourself with, uh, with a beer and just really enjoy it. I mean, you can't, you can't shoot hoops with a beer, you know, you can't, you can't play football with a beer. I don't know. I can, I can dribble one handed. <laughs> <laughs> there's just something about that. I don't know. So besides sports, you know, there's not much to do. So what are your guys top picks for a movie? You know, you got time, you want to sit down and watch a movie. What, what would you request? Well, I tell you what's at the top of my list right now. I came across a movie trailer it's called One Hour Photo. Robin Williams. It's starring starring the late, great Robin Williams. And uh, have you seen it, Eric? I have. It's an excellent movie. I forgot about that movie, but it is really good. I, I, want, I want to watch it. Uh, for the listener's sake, I'll tell you about the, the trailer. Uh, it's about a guy uh, played by Robin Williams who appears to be a little unstable, and he works at a local... A photo development shop and he just gets to learn too much about a certain family via their photos and his interaction with them and he becomes more unstable one of the greatest actors to ever live i don't want to miss that one amen i'll have to check that out i'll definitely check it out and we need to add that to the list that's such a good movie yeah the, the trouble the trouble with that one is it's not easily accessible i feel like i haven't seen that on any streaming service or anything but no and just being that i've never heard of it until i came across it on a website no that's a that's a great movie definitely one that i would enjoy watching again i've only seen it once i guess i'll go next with my movie list so we were we were at Meyer earlier this morning. Or I shouldn't name drop like that. We were at a local establishment <laughs> um, earlier this morning. Um, so we went we went uh, grocery shopping this morning, and I go to the movie section, and I I picked out the Godfather trilogy for ten dollars, and I have never seen any of the Godfathers, and I feel like I'm such a movie buff, geek, I guess. Yeah, movie buff that I, I feel like I have to see the number one, one of the highest rated movies of all time. So I, I just picked it up. I've never seen any of them and I'm excited to watch, even though they're all three hours long. They're all but like, yeah. I they're think I've seen yeah, the Godfather a couple years ago. I made a list of legendary movies like that. And I believe that was one of them. Right. So that's the third one's there. the shortest. Wolf of wall street is another one I mentioned last week. I wanted to watch during quarantine because it's, a longer movie that if you're on a normal regular day, no one's got time for Wolf of Wall Street, but like during quarantine, it's the perfect yeah. movie. 
Storm, what's coming in at the top of your list? Well, this is kind of like, I'd say uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Just search his name. I'd say, to point out a few, Shutter Island, Inception, or The Red Nice. Storm, killing me. He's my favorite actor. I could. I know he's. You know what I really like him in, and I don't know if you guys have seen it, is The Hateful Eight. That's not right. Yep, That's not it. it. Django Unchained. No. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, he's not in that. Both but. good movies, though. Django is excellent. Django's excellent, and Leo, yeah. He steals he's the show. He's top three for me. He always does. Now, have you guys seen his new one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, and I hope you guys don't talk too much about it because I'm going to watch it. I was going to say, it's a phenomenal movie. Storm, mm-hmm. how did you feel about it? I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, Him and Brad Pitt, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better duo. I'm a big fan of Quentin Tarantino, too. So. As am I. I. I think he's a As am I. I think he's a douche, and I think he is a great writer and makes some awesome movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I could see him being a dude. He's kind of a weirdo. He's he's a known foot fetishist, but <laughs> he, I don't think he handles his fame well. I think he tries to make it appear as if he's a weirdo. Yeah, but he makes excellent movies. I had another great movie in mind. Oh, yeah, another movie I want to check out is Along Came a Spider with Morgan Freeman. I don't know. I've seen that. I've seen that on Netflix. I haven't. I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen it. Okay. On Netflix. Storm, have you ever heard of that? I've heard of it. I've never it, seen it. I've always wanted. Yeah, I like Morgan Freeman. It, definitely a little older. <clears throat> it appears to be a thriller. Something yeah. that would make you think. Another one everybody should watch is. Seven. Oh, I've seen it. Oh God, yeah. David Fincher is an amazing movie maker. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite movies. That's. That's a that's a classic. Anytime it's on, you just have to watch it. What a great movie. Now, if you guys could sit down and watch an actor, like a movie marathon of a certain actor, who would that actor be? Or actress? It would probably be Leo, and I would check out Shutter Island and Inception. And then I... Have you not seen those yet? I though? have not seen either of them. And Oh, my God. I've... You've ever I seen never, Shutter yeah. Island? That's such a good movie. You're adding. Just put it to number okay. one on your it's list. It's so good. So Inception's great, too. I think I'll watch Shutter Island and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, next. Robin Williams is getting bumped to three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Leo would be, I think there's like, Leo Denzel Washington would be another one I could just oh. sit down and just watch all of his movies back to back to back. And lately I've really been digging Jason Bateman. I don't know. I can. Eric, I could watch. I keep hearing yeah. about Jason Bateman, and you've never watched Ozark. It's Ozark's his finest work. I've the dude can act in anything he does. If you haven't seen The Gift on Netflix, watch that shit immediately. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will not regret it. I'd say a marathon. I mean, I'm always I'm a big fan of uh, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. I could sit down and watch a lot of his movies. But yeah, Denzel. DiCaprio, you name it. Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm gonna, Jake too. Gyllenhaal, he is a good actor. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a great actor. Another one uh, that I would throw in there is Mark Wahlberg. Have you guys seen Shooter? I like it. Yes. Great movie. Shooter, and have you seen Four Brothers? Yes. Yep. Movie? 
I haven't Italian seen Italian job. job. That's a good one. Oh, here's another. Here's another good actor, Matt Damon. A, yep, yep. Could watch him all day. You could kill all these birds with one stone and watch them departed. Be done with them. <laughs> that's that's an all time. Oh, classic. I forgot about that. that ranks is my number one movie. A lot of people don't know what their number one movie is. That's mine. That that's in my top five for sure. That has probably the greatest cast ever assembled. Right. For any movie. And it's a hell of a story. Oh, it is. Directed by Marty Scorsese. You just you just can't beat it. Last week we had a little some technical difficulties. We didn't get around to this, but we're back on it. What happened today in sports history? All right. I got a couple here. In 1917, Babe Ruth beats the New York Yanks pitching a three-hit 10 to 3 win oh, for the boy. Red Sox. I didn't know he was a pitcher. Yeah. Not only was he, he a pitcher, he was a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. That is, you know, this might be obvious, but that's why that rivalry exists. That's what kicked it all yeah. off. The, the trade. trade. And then that curse started for the Red Sox after he was gone. Yeah. Curse of the Bambino. Yeah. They hate each other. <laughs> What's a better rivalry, Michigan State or, or I'm sorry, Michigan Ohio State or Yankees Red Sox? I'd say probably Yankees Red I, Sox. I would, agree. I would agree. They go way back. The yeah, next one, uh, 1936, the Stanley Cup Finals, the Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings beat the Maple Leafs three to one, and the Red Wings won their first Stanley Cup. That's wow. a classic. Back in 1936. Big day in sports history. <laughs> uh, and then uh, 1966, the 30th U.S. Masters Tournament at Augusta. Jack Nicholas becomes the first back-to-back champion, winning an 18-hole Monday playoff with Tommy Jacobs and Gary Brewer. Gay Brewer. Or Guy Brewer. Whatever you want to say it. <laughs> Gay Brewer. Is it G-A-Y? <laughs> Gay. It's G-A-Y. Gay I would guess gay unless he's French. Gay is a name, yeah. It's rare, but that's crazy. That's So that's the long uh, – that's where the Jack's career all started, huh? What a legend. Mm-hmm. The Golden Bear. 1966, Detroit Red Wings become the second NHL team to win 60 games in a season. Lots of Red Big Wings time. history on this day. Oh, yeah, there's <laughs> this day. <laughs> All right, last one, 2004, the 68th U.S. Masters Tournament, Augusta National. Phil Mickelson claims his first major title with a birdie on the final hole. Yep. Win by one stroke over Ernie Els. Ooh, big I, easy. I recorded, mm-hmm. I recorded this today. They CBS is replaying it. And I remember exactly where I was watching that happen, believe it or not. It was, it was <laughs> Easter Sunday in my grandma's living room. And we were we were all just so fired up that Phil won his first Masters, and I just remember his his signature fist pump when he did it, and oh, yeah. and watching him get his green jacket it was it was a great moment for me and my family. So thanks for bringing that up, Slim. Oh, yeah, I was sitting near my dad every, with, with uh, the Phil Mickelson when Tiger chipped in. <laughs> I was never not around my dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's favorite golfer is Phil, so that's like a that's good. Yeah, that's a special special day for him. And that's all I got. All righty. Well, thanks for listening to Assistant Coaching. Rate, review, subscribe. See you next week.